Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with one of my favorite teammates, a dominant force on the lacrosse field, and a fellow Seawolf. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast that you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people that I have met through my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. If you're loving these episodes so far, please show us some love in the reviews and rate us five stars. Also, be sure to S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E. It would mean the world to us. All right, we've got another special guest this week, and I'm pumped to get right into it. Starting up season two of the Dream On podcast here, we are starting off stronger than ever. The beginning of this season will consist of a stacked list of professional lacrosse players, playing in the inaugural Athletes Unlimited lacrosse season this July and August of 2021. Allie Kennedy is our first guest in that lineup today, and I couldn't be more pumped about it. Allie is a star midfielder reigning from none other than Stony Brook University, growing up on Long Island, and literally workhorsing her way to the top. Her grit, effort on all ends on the field, and commitment to doing the dirty work is what made her so successful so far as a player. Allie also happens to be someone that I personally have been lucky to spend a lot of my lacrosse journey with. She played with my sister Taryn growing up on the Long Island Yellow Jackets for years. We shared a locker room at Stony Brook, and now we are navigating the professional lacrosse world and the national team process alongside each other. It's a really special journey, and in this episode, we'll cover everything from embarrassing stories from our Stony Brook days to different leadership qualities, being dog moms, and pretty much everything in between. Let's dive right in with AK30. What's up, KO17 fam? Kylie O'Miller here. We're back with season two of the Dream On podcast. Looks a little bit different than you girls are used to. Um, And for those of you listening um, later on to our podcast, usually what we do is we hold a live Zoom webinar on the KO17 app. um, And people can join live and watch our conversation happen with our guests. Uh, We have a unique setting going on for season two right now for our first couple episodes. Uh, as you can see, uh, if you're watching this back, we are in a hotel room setting. Um, we are, for the next five weeks, playing in the Athletes Unlimited inaugural professional lacrosse season, which means for five weeks, we are all together, all of us pros, um, on four different teams, but we're all in the same hotel, staying here for five weeks, practicing together, working through the training, um, playing together on the weekends, and all the good stuff. So figured we would take advantage of all the awesome guests that we have here, um, including Miss Allie Kennedy. Um, who's here with us today first um, by just sitting down and having conversations in person rather than you know having them sit in one in one hotel room on zoom and then me in my other hotel room seven rooms down yeah this is fun though because for you know um, before I introduce Allie for the first whole season of dream on like this kind of was born because of COVID right like the KO17 app was has been such a really cool thing but we like I was able to connect with all these awesome people on Zoom and then have all of you listeners, you know, watching live or listening back to it. And the only way to connect was virtually like on Zoom. So I didn't know that. I thought it happened a week before that. No, it started in COVID, like heart of the summer last year, like about a year ago in July, 2020. So um, yeah, all of our conversations have, have happened over the computer. Um, so this is our first one in person. Really? Yeah, we're making history over here. (laughs) All right, so let's get into it. Let's introduce our guest here. Uh, Our guest is Allie Kennedy, uh, number 30. 
for those of you who don't know. Um, we played together at Stony Brook. She just graduated in 2021. Um, she was a three-time captain for Stony Brook, um, three-time All-American. She was, she is, I should say, a Team USA training team member alongside myself, IWLCA Midfielder of the Year, professional lacrosse player in Athletes Unlimited, um, and she's just an all-around rock star. So I'm excited to sit down with one of my uh, favorite teammates and friends. Yeah. Oh, thanks for being here. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so we always, always do this first thing uh, with our Dream On podcast, and that is... Like we always just dive into like, hey, where'd you start playing lacrosse and all that stuff? But we like to start off to a good start. So something you are grateful for today? My health. I mean, definitely like this past year um, has really put that all into perspective. And my sister's a registered nurse. And we were even talking about it the other day. Like, you know, this whole pandemic has affected people in so many different ways. But like being able to be here and be like the healthiest version of myself something I'm grateful for like every day yeah I mean that's awesome and I know we were talking about it a little bit as well but just being able to um you know we're just talking about COVID as well like the whole year has been just a challenge in general and I'm sure seeing it from that side with your sister being an RN and everything like that um just taking health to a whole nother level and just being able to be here again in person and not have to wear masks pretty big yeah pretty big deal I mean some people still do and I always like double tape yeah. and I'm like, oh my god I need to wear it but it's a crazy world we live yeah. in but I mean it's it's such a like you said something that you're grateful for in this moment so love that okay something that you're proud to say that you accomplished today it's for reference everybody listening it's almost 3 p.m here in Maryland like specifically specifically today, today. um I mean, besides sitting in my hotel room, like, <laughs> like we practice together. Yeah. So, would you accomplish your practice? Um, I had in that like I didn't really shoot during like settled stuff, mm -hmm. but the one time I did score was like on a man up situation. Nice. And Kayla Trainer actually pointed out that I was like rotating very well, and it meant a lot to me because I was like. There you go. Yeah, I was proud of myself in that moment. Well, that's why we asked this question, like in the beginning, right? Like something that you're proud of yourself for today, because I think there's like little things. Um, this is something we work on on the app too. Um, in a section called Kylie's Corner, we do a lot of mentality stuff. We do like journaling and I give the girls a lesson every week that they can work on in their journals. Um, but like just being able, sometimes we get rats up and we do it all the time, right? Like, and just like, all right, we got practice. All right, we got practice tomorrow. All right, yeah. then there's a game. Like. And we just forget to be like, okay, what did we do well today? Like, what did we actually accomplish today? So, um, love that, right? From one of your role models. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Big name. And you're so right. Like, we, I, every day, just like practice is done. Not that I don't think about it, but I don't like yeah. ever pat myself on the back for like little things anymore. Yeah. And it's and always like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Exactly. And that's just kind of like life and how yeah. it goes, right? And like, I think that happens even too. If we have young listeners out there that are like, um, you know, like going to a club tournament to showcase, to practice, to all these things. It's like, all right, like you said, check, like what's next? What's yeah. next mom and dad? Like what, where are we going to next? You know, and like, that's just the name of the game, but to be able to like slow down and just pat yourself on the back, be like, hey, I'm kind of proud of myself for this. This was a step up. Like this was a cool thing that happened today. Um, but yeah, I think I like that we just made force that out of you right there because- Yeah, I kind of went through it and I was like, oh, like up to today. <laughs> Like specifically specifically today. right now before it's opened my yeah. brain a little bit <laughs> see it's a warm-up yeah. we're good we're okay. over our brain okay last but not least something that you're pumped to go chase whether it's today tomorrow in the near future the long-term future what's that for you um like earning a spot on the 
World Cup League roster. Awesome. The final roster. It's definitely like always been a goal of mine. Also that. It's kind of close-ish. Yeah. I mean, we're in 2021 and summer 2022 is when the World Cup will will um, be held. So, you know, it's, it's coming up, but I'm with you on that one. And it should have been, been like over already. If Yeah, well, exactly. Track. Like like we said, we keep kind of going back to it. Again, yeah. grateful for another year because, um, you know, who would have known, right? We know we have another year to prepare and just get after it and form new relationships and everything like that because that's a big part of it too, right? It's like the chemistry. And, yeah. Um, this is this place is providing us a really awesome way to do that too. Like the next five weeks with a bunch of girls that are on the Team USA training roster, just like us, working towards those spots. All right, so we have been talking. Like we're probably gonna talk about lacrosse this entire time <laughs> because that's all we talk about. Yes. But um, let's talk about your intro to it. All in the beginning. <laughs> all in the all the way in the beginning. Little Allie Kennedy running around. Like when was the first time that you picked up a lacrosse stick? Um, first time I picked up a lacrosse stick was in kindergarten, but my town was not very like developed in lacrosse, so we didn't have a youth uh, girls lacrosse team. So I played boys lacrosse for my first ever lacrosse encounter. Really, like you picked up a boys lacrosse stick? Yep, everything. Interesting. Yeah. How how early was that? Kindergarten, so I was like fifth grade, but I was I knew about lacrosse because like. My sister had done it. She was probably in like middle school at the time. My brother was just getting into it. So like, I was just born and like, it was like, kind of like all right, you're going to play lacrosse. Well, that's true. Cause your siblings are older, like you said. Yeah. So you kind of just followed in their footsteps. And I think something that's interesting that you said, cause like we both grew up on Long Island, you in North Babylon, me and Islip. And like, it's interesting that you said, cause a lot of people think about, you know, Long Island lacrosse. It's, it's a hotbed for the sport, right? It's just like, here it's Maryland. Um, it's two of the biggest places for the sport. So when you say that there wasn't a girls team that young for you, sometimes it might be surprising to some of our, our listeners. And that kind of goes to show like what um, what Long Island Lacrosse is now and then compared to like what it was maybe what yeah. 15 years ago. So yeah, <laughs> right. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to age you there. No, but okay. I, I like sometimes like going through it. I'm like, all right, sermon is five, six, seven. And then I'm like, I'm 23 now. Yeah. It's insane. You're old. You're an old lady. <laughs> oh, <laughs> welcome to it. I know you graduated college now, and this is all new for you. But like, welcome to the real world, girl. Um, <laughs> okay, so so really interesting like piece there. And then when did you switch over from boys lacrosse to girls lacrosse, or did you end up playing both at some point? I think it was just a year like that. And then my dad started a program and he really like recruited all of my friends pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, actually the girl that I started playing lacrosse with, she also played boys lacrosse and my sophomore year, your senior year? Yeah. Yeah, senior year, two years older than me, um, <laughs> passed away. And like, so reflecting back on that, it was just like so crazy to see like, I don't know, life in a way mm-hmm. but she was like one of the first ones to start up like that youth program with me um it's really special yeah so it is special to me like talking about that story and like my my start because she was there with me and like mm-hmm. yeah, stuff like that and we always on her birthday it's april 3rd i two games i've had on her birthday have always been career days for me career days for you oh that's really cool isn't that weird no it's not weird at all 
I, I just had to mention that. Cause it's no, like, I mean that's that's an incredible thing because I like full on believe in that. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a that's a really special thing, a really special full circle moment. You know, like obviously um, lacrosse was meant to be in your life in some sort of way, and so was shape. Um, and that kind of like all connects, even if it's 15 years later, right? Yeah. Um, actually like literally 15 years, which is what we just talked about, you're old. Um, but that's really, really special. And like kind of tying back to like when you were younger and everything, was it just lacrosse for you or was it multiple sports? I mean, I know you're a sick athlete, which we'll get into, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. But um, like, what other sports did you play? What do you think was like awesome about playing those sports and then like tying it into being a lacrosse player too? Yeah, when I was younger, I played lacrosse, obviously, and then soccer and, like, CYO basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all were in different seasons. And when I was in that one season of the sport, like, I didn't play the other sports. So I just focused on that one sport, mm-hmm. which I think is beneficial because I know now, especially lacrosse is, like, turning into an all-year-round kind of sport. And having that break from it in those seasons, like – prepared me physically for it in different ways, but also made me like mentally look forward to it, not be like burnt out whatsoever. Yeah. But I do remember like when I did reach a point where I was like, okay, I like lacrosse so much better. Um, when I was that? Probably like seventh, eighth grade. I just started y'all jackets. It became like more serious for me. Mm-hmm. And, but I still play travel soccer. And I remember playing into my travel soccer practice with my mom one time. She's like, all right, see you later. And I just sat there and I was like, Nice. <laughs> I, I didn't get out of the car. She's like, you want to go home? I'm like, <laughs> so like I, you reach a point, but then I stopped travel soccer, but I still played s- soccer in school, like yeah. in high school and stuff. And then um, I made varsity field cross in seventh grade. So middle school basketball season ran into high school lacrosse season. Mm-hmm. So in eighth grade, I tried out for JV basketball and I got cut. So then that stopped, like, my basketball career <laughs> forever, forever. <laughs> but it also allowed me to say that I've never played a JV sport in my life. Okay. So just straight, straight, straight to varsity. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> like, it's a fun, fun fact. Little brag. My dad loves that brag right there. I love that one. Yeah, it's only because I got cut. Not, <laughs> so it's, like, cool. But, like, I really I tried to be there, but, like, <laughs> but totally got cut. That's a fun story. Yeah. I mean, fun fact with, like, a fun story behind it, you know, just a little humility right there yeah. <laughs> and then I ran winter track so when you got to high school yep okay so you know like you said I think what you mentioned was really really important like just about the different seasons and that like your full energy and your full focus was you know in soccer season in basketball season and then you know in in lacrosse season and that gave you the opportunity to one like find your passion for lacrosse over the other sports and then two just like give yourself like that mental break um, what else do you think, like on field, off field, maybe like leadership wise, teamwork wise, that you learned from other sports that you thought you brought into your lacrosse training? I mean, um, for soccer, from like ninth grade to varsity. I mean, twelfth grade. Sorry, not varsity because mm-hmm. I was on varsity. <laughs> <laughs> um, just like because when you go into it as a ninth grader, like you meet seniors who you've heard about like you're terrified of and they look so old to you and stuff and then you go through the four years and then now you're in that position and you reflect back on no matter what sport it is like how you felt when you were a freshman like kind of in that leadership role Mm -hmm. uh, as a senior now like remembering those like overwhelming feelings of being like okay I'm scared she's bigger than me she's older than me all this stuff and like trying to make the younger girls comfortable um because in soccer like I was a captain as well Mm -hmm. 
and I just remember like I was I took it seriously and I definitely got better by the time I was in my senior year yeah but I just remember trying to like include everyone all the time and stuff like pasta parties freaking miss pasta parties (laughs) pasta parties were the best they're so much fun we should like put together a pasta party while we're here I mean we're all in one place why you were on the same team literally (laughs) I drafted you (laughs) it's not a pasta party here (laughs) there's enough room 209 209 for those of you listening that's where we're at um (laughs) yeah so I think that's a really interesting thing too because like I was going to ask about that you know as well like we'll get into it a little bit more about like Stony Brook but like that building process of like recognizing that you know as you get older and as you get into like step into those leadership roles uh, even on different teams like you said with other sports like you recognize that it's not so much even just on the field stuff it's the off the field stuff too um but I think that's really really cool that you think about that kind of stuff like connecting from soccer into lacrosse um and then I know something that's that uh, something else that is kind of like important to your journey is obviously we talked about your sister and your siblings and everything like that but your parents as well have always been like a huge support system for you um and just yeah yeah, just like everything (laughs) right so um and I know them personally so um I would love for you to you know talk about what they've meant to like your journey as an athlete and everything even from when you were a little girl I mean they were my number one supporters like you know how it feels of like it was probably crazy with you and Taryn being so close in age and like your parents having to like, well, you both played Yell Darks. I don't really know. <laughs> Go back and forth. There yeah. were some tournaments we had to like split up. Dad came with me. Mom went with Taryn. I can but, see that. Yeah, you see that. <laughs> <laughs> Most people can. But like I had the privilege of like having both my parents really go to everything because of me and my siblings age difference. Mm-hmm. My brother's five years older than me. And he, there was really no travel across that he played. So summers he had off and I was like really jealous of him. <laughs> but um, my parents went to every tournament with me, you know, off the field, like had given me every opportunity I could ever ask for, like, and literally invested so much into the sport. I mean, we could probably own 12 across the limiteds by now. <laughs> um, but like my dad was my first coach ever. And, you know, he set that foundation of like preaching hard work, mm-hmm. never about skill, never about talents. Like, work hard and good things like will follow and I think I've like I carried that with me uh for my whole career but just off the lacrosse field like we have a basement gym and I mean he's built this thing up to be like an incredible like it's pretty sweet yeah like sometimes I look at these things and I'm like how the heck you know I got that custom made I'm like yeah I can tell it's like welded together but um like just being like my strength trainer and like putting me through workouts and like speed and like I grew up thinking like people are going to like the turf field at 6 a.m like it was normal like that was normal like squatting 135 pounds in sixth grade was normal mm-hmm. because like I was just there I just grew up and like then I go to college and I find out like girls hadn't been lifting for so long and this was their first time experiencing like mm-hmm. the weightlifting process and everything so just like the preparation that he had like prepared me for yeah like just like he knew what to expect and like put me through it and like there definitely has been times like me and him butted heads but um it's just because I'm like him yeah (laughs) but my mom you know uh she didn't play really any sports but she is a great fan 
Yes, she's she is fan. a great fan. She, and I'm sure she's your number one fan. Oh my God, like sick to her stomach. <laughs> Before every game, she had this fan club at Stony Brook. Oh boy. And she would sit with <laughs> next to Sydney Gagnon's mom. Okay. And every time after I scored, she would high five everyone around her. And she got to know the women around her and they didn't have any kids on the team. And like, they just came because they were fans and because of my mom. <laughs> and like the first few games, I'm like, we couldn't have fans. And then like when fans started coming in. Oh, this year because of COVID? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and you couldn't come in unless your name was on the list. Like she was like, oh my God, I miss them. And then like towards the end of the season, they started letting like public fans in and they came back and she was so excited. <laughs> like so excited that like, cause it was like the last few games where she could do that with yeah. them. Yeah. Aw. But yeah. It's what was like, this fan club called? I don't know. She, the Alley Kennedy fan club. <laughs> <Can> I join? <laughs> I mean, she would just sit there and they'd fall up, like filing behind her and she'd be like, yeah. <laughs> like screaming the whole time. But isn't that the best, right? Like your your dad has pushed you to be your best, right? And your mom is just there for like she's there for the support and you couldn't do it without either of them. You know, like it's like a good balance. Exactly. Even if it's complete opposite, just like you said, it's a great balance. And um, you know, I can I've always been able to tell, right? Like we've played a lot of games together and they're always in the stands and oh, yeah. they're always there. And like you said you played with Taryn on Yellow Jackets growing up too so I always knew that they were at all your tournaments so um you know it's really incredible that you have that kind of support system being able to be right behind you no matter what um so I mean obviously why we're friends it's because we went to study together <laughs> so let's get into the that only reason the only reason I actually would never talk to you if uh we didn't. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, Stony Brook, yeah. but yeah like you said you you started recognizing that lacrosse was going to be serious for you like seventh eighth grade which you know before all the recruiting roles like then and within the next couple of years you gotta like really get serious about hey do I want to get recruited to play and continue on my on my journey um and then so like when you get to that age maybe it's ninth tenth grade like do you see your sister Corey playing at Stony Brook and that's what kind of brought you to Stony Brook what was your recruiting process like and those thoughts going through your head my recruiting process was kind of difficult I wasn't getting like looked at by like any like highly ranked schools and that's fine like I knew my skill level at that point and you're so young you're in 10th grade like so much time for development yeah I haven't reached my peak by any means like I'm going to be a completely different player by my senior year um but it's hard to look past that and this is when like my recruiting process was like also at the peak of like social media Mm. and I would see girls on my Yellow Jackets team like posting pictures of them at Notre Dame or Florida or something. And I'd be like, we're at UNC and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm not getting that same kind of love. And it was tough. Um, but what led me to Stony Brook, I grew up pretty much in the stadium. Um, yeah. My sister, it was however old you are in college, playing like 18 to 22. Mm-hmm. So I was 11 to like 13. So and by that time, like, Stony Brook was really nothing. Mm-hmm. And I grew up going to a women's lacrosse game, not even paying attention. Sorry, Corey. <laughs> Sorry, but I, Corey. I promise I was paying attention somewhat. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> even, like, winning the America East. Like, yeah. not even making playoffs. So, not that it was brutal to watch, but I got to know, like, the university. And I had a connection there. So, why would I not want to go there? And then when they were, like, the first bigger lacrosse school to reach out to me, um went on a visit met coach Felina and at the time uh Caitlin D. Felice she was the one who recruited me yeah me too and 
Not that heavy, yeah. I know, I'm so sad that she left like the summer before I got out. <laughs> <there. Well, laughs> she's crushing it at Q Yeah. <laughs> so proud of her, so happy for her. But um seeing the like advancements that Stone Rip made since I was there last, because mm-hmm. I don't know, there's probably like a good like time gap where like I haven't gone to the stadium or whatever. And then also hearing like the visions and dreams that you know you know that you were sold on as well that like coach uh preached to us that we saw come true which is really cool yeah but yeah my recruiting process although it was different I'm very proud and like happy that it worked out the way it did and fun fact did you know me and Taryn committed on the same day no she com- she committed to Towson yes. and I committed to Stony Brook on the same day Wow. Yeah. You got, you're full of fun facts. This is going to be our fun fact episode. <laughs> but, like things I should just probably know, but I just don't. Wow. That's a fun one. Right. And then you ended up going to starting book together anyway. I know I texted her like when I heard like the rumors and she was like, no. And then like a week later, she's like, yes. Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry. I just couldn't say yes. Like, okay, I'm so excited. <laughs> Let's room together. <laughs> and he did eventually. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, I think something that's important that you said about like your recruiting process is that like someone might look at you now and be like, oh yeah, she was definitely like recruited by the top schools. Yeah, she's on the national team. She's a pro lacrosse player now. She's got all these accolades at Stony Brook. And you know, you look back to it, like you said, there's a lot of different pressures going on. Um, you one never gone through the recruiting process before. Like, yeah. first of all, no one ever has when they go through it. And I think that's something that we forget. Like everyone feels like they should know what they're doing when they go through it. No one's ever done it before. It's like, so scary. I actually had to call a few coaches to this say, is, this is a horror story. Like, <laughs> I reflect back on it. I'm like, that is so embarrassing. So Ohio State called me and I missed their call. So I called them back mm-hmm. and they didn't answer, obviously. And <laughs> I left a voicemail and my dad was standing right in front of me and I'm so nervous. And I didn't mention my name, didn't give him my cell phone number. And I'm like, hi, I'm just calling back. Okay, bye. And my dad looks at me and goes, you need to call them back and apologize for the message you just left. <laughs> so I called them back again. They didn't answer again. And I'm like, hi, I just left the message before. It's Allie Kennedy. You can reach me at so-and-so. I'm so sorry for the last one. Like, it's brutal. It was so intimidating. Well, that's, and you, like, mentioned it. Yes, it's intimidating. You're a 15-year-old girl, and this is the first time you're probably making, like, those those big phone yeah. calls to coaches like, that get scared ordering food. <laughs> you know, so I think it's – I think – like if the, if we have young listeners out there that are watching this, like you're not alone in that feeling, you know, definitely not alone in that feeling. We all went through it too. And then also something that you mentioned too, is like that everybody has their own journey. Like everybody's got their own little process and whether people are super interested in you all over, all over where they're not, like your home is going to find you. Um, and I think that that goes to show for, for both of us, that's something we have similar in our stories. Um, and if somebody and their staff and a place and like everything's just calling to you and you really never even thought about it before um, until it does, until it kind of pops up, um, just keep your your options open and your yeah. mind open and like try not to compare. Like, And I think that's something else that you said that's really important, especially now, like social media just started then, right? Like where it started to become big and you would look to your left and to your right and scroll through and see this, this and that and like compare yourself and compare your journey. And it's a hundred times worse now in that sense. So um, just again, try to remember like everybody's got their own time frame. Everybody's got their own journey. Um, And the last thing that you want to do is compare yourself to somebody else because 
again, like yeah. you said, your home is out there and it might be 25 minutes from your actual home. Like when I feel like when, when you know, you know, mm-hmm. I was sitting in Cabo Fresh after my recruiting process and I was sitting there and I was like, this. <laughs> I know. smile ear to ear. My dad's like, is this it? And I'm like, I think so. Like, yeah. this is it. Like, it's an awesome feeling. I remember that feeling and like calling him back and be like, let's do it. And he's yeah. so excited. But your home is out there. You're right with that. Yeah, I mean, but that's like it's a tough feeling to like, because it's something that you're you're looking for and you're yearning for, but like you don't know how to find. Yeah, but just remember it's gonna like it. It will be there. Um, all right, so you get to Stony Brook. Mm-hmm. You're freshman. Mm-hmm. I myself am a junior. Scary. <laughs> so scary. All right, so you're a freshman with my sister Taryn, yes. a whole awesome freshman group. We are, you know. For reference, this was what, what, what year was this? 20, 2016 16 going into 17, yeah. right? So, um, so long ago. I love <laughs> Stop reminding people of our age. Um, it feels like yesterday. <laughs> it does feel like yesterday. But we were doing, you know, we started to, like you said, like the kind of like evolution of Stony Brook in the program. Like we were starting to do some really special things. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time you guys came in, we were like super pumped up about your class. You and you know you guys just had like an awesome like their first recruiting class that was like hey they're actually gonna be pretty good like let's go like you know and then we're gonna add into like what we've been trying to build right it might be this next step which is exactly what happened but that's from my perspective what was your perspective like going in as a freshman and you know coming into this team and like excited obviously like it's finally here oh, yeah your and chance i was so excited to be there um but i also i feel like i was a different person than you are now yeah for sure. Why do you say that? Like, obviously you come into college, you're going to be immature and like think like, oh, like if I was recruited to play here. Like I'm going to just be, have a part of this team. Mm-hmm. And it's like off the field, everyone is your friend. Everyone's yes. your best friend. And like you love each other, which is great. But then on the field, like how it should be is like, it's a competition. That's how good teams get better. Yeah. And I remember being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like <laughs> why don't I have the ball all the time? Why am I not going to go all the time? Like and then, like, kind of finding your role in that way and getting to know people, like, players' tendencies, like, where they, like, to dodge from, how to not get in their way, yeah. when to cut. Like, it's a learning process for skill for yourself, but also, like, IQ-wise and, like, a faster-paced game, like, by 100. Yeah, I think that's that's a big thing that you hear, too, is, like, going from high school to, to college is, like, nine times faster and just adjusting to that like you said while also trying to take on a new role that you might not have had you know in your high school team where you were doing everything um and then you know i think that's something to important important to note because people probably see like you know junior senior and uh super senior ally kennedy (laughs) super super senior (laughs) ally kennedy where you're just crushing records and things like that right and everything almost looks like it comes easy but like it doesn't come easy right and like can you talk to like you know, about kind of just that journey of what your dad instilled in you, right? And then that push from Coach Blina and that push from everything else going on, like when you got there as a freshman and up until, you know, that stardom that everybody saw. Yeah, it was tough. Like it was a hard transition um, because like you said, like I was at my high school, like which everyone going to top program is like the kid. Yeah. Like, you were the whole program. Um, and then kind of being like humbled and taken back and be like, okay, like now I have to earn everything. And then I rely on like what my dad taught me of like, just put your head down, work hard, work hard, work hard. And like, there were times where like, 
I guess you could say like my ego or like my pride wanted to be like, but no, I want to be the star yeah. right away. And like, that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. And I know like people have trouble like being a role player at first, but like being a role player and doing your job prepares you for when like the bright lights are on. Like I remember being pretty much the transition kid. Like my freshman and like sophomore year, like my job was to like get the ball from defense, sprint all the way down and create a fast break Yeah, for easy goals. Like that was my job and I love that. And I knew like between the thirties is where my game was gonna thrive. Mm-hmm. And then like going to junior, my junior year, like we lost you, we lost Murph, we lost like all of our scoring pretty much besides like me and Taryn. Yeah, and like the year, I'm pretty sure I had like 40 goals my sophomore year because again, I was that transition kid. So then I had to be like, all right, now I actually have to do that and score. And like, it was a big jump, but it was something I was ready for because of, you know, the role that I played leading up to it and like being able to experience like leaders and scorers like you and Murph and like seeing Taryn grow in that same thing because she was working with you guys and like having her on the backside of the cage and me on the front, like it actually helped. Like, like I know that year we like ran, we had like our first regular season loss in, three years we had like four of them which is like obviously it's gonna what's gonna happen when you lose like star power like you guys yeah. but yeah I think that's such a really like I love that you put that that way because I don't think first of all I don't think me and you have ever had this conversation before so <laughs> it's really really cool um that we're doing it and <laughs> on zoom you know and like also just for this podcast but like I love I love the way that you put that because I think like one what I just took from that is that it didn't happen overnight no, 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 no. And that's probably the hardest part and the hardest thing to swallow, like, especially when you look back on it, especially when you put yourself back in like freshman alley shoes. That's probably the last thing that you wanted to hear. It was like, okay, this is going to take some time, yeah. like find your role. And then eventually it's going to like be, be the place. And that's a tough pill to swallow, but like, it was so tough. it's also the most respectful, like I'm sitting in my shoes right now. It's the most respectful pill to swallow. This is my mom's favorite story ever. <laughs> okay. But please, <laughs> fun fact, queen over here, give um, us some stories. So she would always tell me like, and my dad as well, like your hard work is going to pay off. Your hard work's going to pay off. And those, that transition year, like freshman, sophomore year, but it was tough. It was really tough. And I remember coming home and like the mass and lacrosse and like, I'm getting upset because I care so much and I'm so passionate about it and I'm like like some days were tough for me and my mom would just be like it's okay like your hard work's gonna pay off I'm like I'm sobbing I look at her and I go when when will it pay off and like looking back now I'm like that is hysterical because like she's right she's right and like now I'm looking at her like it's it's paying off like yeah and there's sometimes where I find myself I'm like all right keep working hard keep working hard yeah like you get to see it through but we laugh about it all the time because of me just being because like, of that one day where you're like, when? Oh my God, that's amazing. Probably like so dramatic. Too. So dramatic, like tears streaming down my face. My mom's like trying not to laugh at me. She's like, I promise I think, I think it's going to work. When, when I asked her, she like just didn't answer. She's like, uh, I don't know, but soon. Like crossing your fingers. Oh my gosh. And that's why she's got the fan club, right? Like that's why she started high-fiving people. <laughs> Random people. And now she's best friends with them. Yep. No, that's a really special story. And I think that like a a lot of young players and, um, you know, even older players like myself can take things from that because like, and this is something that we'll get into in a second, but you know, like we talked about the transition from high school to college and what that's like, but then graduate college, you finally reach that point that you want to reach 
right? Over those course of that five years at Stony Brook, reach that point personally as a player and as a leader that you want to be at. And then, oh, it's over. Let's, let's start all over again kind of thing. And like, that is something like, you know, like I can relate to you with. And it's difficult and it's something that like, I'm going to take a lot from what you just, what you just said and take it into my own personal journey. So thank you for that. Captain Ellie. <laughs> um, okay, so let's like, I know like there are struggles, there are ups, there are downs in anybody's journey. And we kind of just talked a little bit about the downs and like the hard stuff, but let's talk about the, the highs, the highs and the fun stuff. Mm. And like, okay, like we spent how many years together at Stony Brook? Two, and then I coached you for one and a half. The fact that it was only two blows my mind because it felt like. Well, you also keep you. following me around in yeah, every sorry. hotel room. <laughs> like, text you about like as if you're still my captain like hey what's up you mean today are you wearing this like can you drive me i hope to god that i'm 45 and you're still sending me those text messages maybe not about like playing days yeah. but like hey are you going to this like yeah. event <laughs> yeah i'll be there okay cool can i get a ride <laughs> like 8 30 right you're showing up at 8 30. that was you lit at your text last night that's what it was fresh in my mind oh uh, but like i love that like and i think that's you know those are those like i don't know about you but like that's our team, you know, and that's like the stuff that we have still. Like, I'll always look at you like that. Yeah. And, you know, I'll always look at you like you're a little freshman and like, or even like my senior year when you were a sophomore and like just stepping on the scene and absolutely crushing it, you know, that year and like doing really special things for us. Like I always think about you in our BC game um, senior year, which like breaks my heart to talk about because it was my last game of my career. Um, but that was when it was like, it was you. You know, like you had like what five, six goals in that game. Like you took over when me and Murph couldn't do a thing. Like that's when you had to realize, like it was like, okay, it's my, you know, it's like I gotta be a leader of this team, and that's like a really special thing. And like I remember, obviously, it was like tough in the moment, but I remember like watching that happen and being like, this is gonna be pretty cool to watch over the next couple of years when she's still here. So cool, full circle thing. But like, let's let's take our listeners back to like our times at Stony Brook, like that. Um, like, what, what do you think of when you think of our times at Stony Brook? Like, locker room, memories, like, a certain tradition or something, or maybe, like, a random day or trip or something that you always think about that you would want to share with our listeners? Um, like, with me and you specifically? <laughs> not yet. Okay, not yet. <laughs> Just not in general. Um, I mean, I know it's, like, posted all over social media now, like, the, you know, Mount Haina. Mm -hmm. You were there for that, right? Yeah, that was okay. us. I was just making sure. We That's started that. That was 2017. It was, right? Yeah. Okay. Is when you guys got there. It was that year. Okay, yeah. Remember? We, sure. Like like we said, I, like I wasn't just saying it when you guys got there that freshman year, but we felt something special happening. That was that year that we started it. That 2017. Was year. That, was, that, that was like Dor and Guido yeah. and Volpe and Brooke and all of them were seniors. Like great people, but like that, it gets like posted on social media now, but like that song literally gives me chills now yeah like i used to sing that song for chorus and eat it meant nothing to me but like now can we, I just, hear... can we just pause like wait i actually tried out for a solo <laughs> didn't get it what song did you sing that song <laughs> i swear to god uh just wait if you're watching this please please Next time hand me the clip mic. this up oh my god it's kind of like Computer. Okay, they're talking about a full circle. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. so ain't no mountain high <laughs> No, didn't work out for chorus, but worked out in the starting break locker room. Yeah, and like it gives me chills. Yeah. Like when I hear it, like when um, this is so sad, but when our season was canceled, me and Sydney 
Gagman, we were roommates at the time, crying because our season was canceled. Played the song, and we're like, no, ah! <laughs> like, no. But that's so special because yeah. it shows how much like it, one song means to like and takes you back into that moment, like those moments. And like I loved. It was like a thing that we did. Well, I started. I don't know why I started to do it. Um, my junior year is when they played it after we went like the American East, and I would take the trophy and like dance in the middle. Yeah. Like that's also my, like one of my favorite things. Um, I just feel like there's so many trips and stuff where like you look back and there's so many memories, but like in the moment, like you're like again, like move on, move on, move on. Yeah. And now like, you're reflecting. And you're like, wow, remember this trip when we did this? But we were so lucky to have like coaches and like a coaching staff that like we could go out to dinner and like it was someone's birthday every night yeah like that that's a fun one little I things, about that. but like and like embarrassed so like and for listeners it wasn't actually yeah, somebody's no, never there we just the coaching staff picked somebody's somebody on our team or the bus like, driver or the bus driver <laughs> at some points right on our team to like surprise with the like the birthday cake or whatever the restaurant gave out and like the whole team would sing to them but you never knew whose birthday it was going to be. But usually they ask, like, and that's the cool part, too, is, like, going from, like, freshman to, like, captain, right? Like, usually they ask the captain or put you guys in a group chat and, like, be like, all right, whose birthday should it be today? And you'd be like, oh, well, so-and-so had a really bad day, so let's give yeah. it to her, you know? Like, that kind of moments. Like, those are special, too. Uh, um, specific games? I mean, like, the, you weren't here, which is sad, but, like, the JMU win when that I was on the sideline. Yeah, you were. But, like, that, like, whole year was tough. And, like, it led up. Because we were getting, we'd go down, and then we'd be like, we'd never been down before in a game. And then, like, mm-hmm. not being able to handle that adversity. And then it all, like, coming together and, like, winning it overtime was, like, a really cool feeling. Um, that was probably one of our first, if only, overtime wins, too. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about, like, really close games that we've had. And, like, I think any really close wins that we would have were just, they were just, like, regular time yeah, wins, right? regulation time. Not like No OT, like, winner game winner, winner, where, yeah, like, you hit the scoring winning shot, and then you just celebrate. But, yeah, that was what? Rain at Tiberetta, right? Yeah. That was a pretty sweet shot. That was awesome. And then that was the bus driver. Yes, it was. <laughs> you picked Coach up. And yeah, like that. <laughs> the bus driver yeah. came out on the field and picked Coach up, and it went viral. Yeah, that was that was a great game. Those are fun. That was a fun time. Like that, just like the culture of our team was like, that was like all time high. Yeah. Um, because like that year was we were losing and like no one really expected us to win and then we did. Yeah. And it was like a change from like the years before. It's like everyone expected us to win and like winning was fun, but it felt like it was expected. Yeah. Exactly. It's a different. It's a different thing. And like I think to your point, I think Sony were like we thrive under the, like, nobody expects yeah. us to win. So, um, like, getting back into that mindset was probably really special, I'm sure. All right, so, I mean, I guess we're going to talk about this, too, but, like, any specific <laughs> me and you moments that you can think of? I was thinking of a couple. <laughs> um, okay. I'm just exiting out of some things here. Go ahead. Huh. Don't embarrass me too much here. Let's see. Our parents are listening to this, probably, most like, likely. It's all, like, wholesome <laughs> content all good stuff um well game situation stuff my like all-time favorite ever play was against Towson at home okay and it's like burned into my memory I I know what you think also the longest I've ever like ran yeah there's a ground (laughs) like all the way in the opposite corner and it was like late in the game and everyone was just like go and like I was 
hauling my butt down <laughs> the field. And like, I, I don't know how I got that second burst of energy, but like, you know, like when you run and you feel like someone's right behind you, mm -hmm. that's how I was running, but no one was behind me. And I ran, 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 literally all the way to the 12th, past you, shot, score. And it was actually a close game at that point. It was. It's we, always a close game in Towson. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I don't know, was there, like, a minute or something left? The game ends. We, like, hug each other. And, like, that picture, like, you know what I'm saying? I do. We both I know exactly what they were like. Yeah. <laughs> pieces in, I full like smiles. I'm, my arms wrapped around you, and we're both running towards coach. And then yeah. he engulfed both of us in one big hug. It's like a series of pictures. And... Yeah, it's one of my favorite pictures, too, because like you said, it was like, I mean, I remember your run down the field, and I remember saying to myself, like, you better catch this and finish this. <laughs> she literally just picked that up on the opposite end line, like, and you're just hanging out by the crease, Kylie. <laughs> like, so, but, like, I don't know, it was, at, like, those special moments, like, I remember that one, like, like exactly. Those but, moments. like, it was cool for me, because, like, going back to, like, talking about, like, that role player and, like, being acknowledged by like the biggest star in the team like we couldn't have done this without you and like without your hustle like what you didn't say anything really to me you just wrapped your arm around me and in yeah. that moment I'm like like I helped like I did my job and mm -hmm. we won and then seeing coach and him being like validating you both killed it. I was like okay this like I love my job yeah and like years to come like my job might be different might look different but like right now this is my job I'm giving it my all like that was like kind of like a turning point for me mm -hmm. because it was so rewarding like i still look forward to like i mean we got some years on these legs but like <laughs> i and miles definitely but i look forward to like getting the ball and sprinting down the field because i know like that's like part of your job yeah that's as a midfielder and like yeah but like that's how you and i think that's a really cool way to put it like it was rewarding in that moment and like when you see it being rewarding like that like and it's like wow i want to do this all the time yeah like even if like beforehand i looked at it as something that might have been a chore like yeah, now exactly. it's, it's a rewarding thing because it's I know that I'm helping my team out and what they need. And then I don't know if you know this. Uh, this might be another fun fact unless you do know. Okay. Your stuff. I forgot. It was UMBC when you broke the records. Right? Didn't you break both of them that game? Yes. No big deal. <laughs> um, the points one. Yeah. I think I assisted you on you that. You did. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Yes, and it was like the coolest. And I was 1,000% in the crease. But it's okay. It didn't count it. Yeah. I actually got up, looked at the ref, and the ref was like, <laughs> but then, like fun fact about that one exactly. Like literally the next play. Like, and we'll get back to that play in a second, but the next play, I rolled badge, completely landed in the crease. The ref calls me in the crease and goes, Listen, I had to call one of them. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. But um, no, I completely remember that play. Um obviously, but I also remember, like, same exact situation, like, you just booking it up the field, like, we, we had a big turnover, like, up on the restraining line, it was, like, an overpass, yeah, and I was up by the restraining line looking for the, the, like, backup, and it kind of was rolling out of bounds, I dove for it to go out of bounds, and the girl pushed me from behind, so, like, they got the call, but that was when free movement was a thing, so as Mac was picking up the ball on the sideline, I I busted my butt down the field because I was like, all right, this could be fun, like whatever. So I busted my butt down the field, Matt passed it to you, um, and you were just, or maybe to Sammy and then to you, and then you were just like, zoom. And as you were going, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to cut across, and Allie's going to hit me, and we'll see what happens. And, like, I just remember 
the video of it. I remember the moment of it, but like you were pumped, like both your hands went in the I air. was jumping. Like, yeah, jumping. You were just like, you came over and you're like, thank you. <laughs> like, like, you know, just like moments like that. But um, I like, I love those moments. Like, like you said, the on field, the off field, like just stuff that will stick with us forever and um, makes what we're doing here and like beyond, even though we're not, you know, on Stony Brook team anymore, which sad i know that's new for you but it's three years out for me and i'm still going back in august i don't know what you're talking about that's fine because i still go back too so like it's been three years for me but like i think that just makes you know obviously our time spent there and like like we've been talking about all the struggles all the like hard days like if they're there they're most likely going to be there for everybody yeah. you know, in one way or another um it makes it all worth it so you know super grateful to be out here with you doing it again. We're gonna be doing some of that this weekend. Team so. Gold, baby. Um, <laughs> okay. So you know, we kind of talked about a little bit about like we our leadership journey and your leadership journey in particular, and just um, we talked about it a little bit with like you going from um, a freshman to a senior uh, star, and at Stony Brook, same thing. You talked about it like in high school with soccer too, just like involving everybody on and off the field. It felt like a big thing. What do you think is like one of your biggest, like if you were to explain or describe yourself as a leader now, like every leader is different. I think that's what's really cool. Like every leader has like unique qualities. Um, like what do you think is like your strong suit as a leader? Um, I think like, cause I got something for you, but I wanna hear it. Yeah. I definitely like as years gone on, like while being captain, I found my voice, but I always like hug my hat on and like leading by example. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, it took a while. Like, that was the hard part about being a captain. Like, you were a very good vocal captain and, like, talking. And, like, obviously, by example as well, because you did everything amazing. But, love you. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> no, but I'm being serious. Like, you had the piece of, like, leadership that I struggled with, which was, like, the vocal part of, like, bringing everyone in and, like, I'm a very emotional, passionate person. And I think that shows on the field. So like when I was getting like my ear chewed off by like coach, like I brought in, I kind of let that emotion like take place and not like point fingers or like be like yell at everyone, but kind of be like stern and like, we need to do this. Like you were so good at reading his vibes, bringing us in and like calming down it's yes yeah, not easy no i know <laughs> i couldn't do it like i yes you can yes you can there I were, you have i have but then there are points where i'm like it just i've never seen you break i broke before i've never seen you break <laughs> wow you might have like we were talking about it the other day i cried in the shower, <laughs> <laughs> in the in shower. Your own, like, world, but like you always had that cool calm collected face on and you still do when we talk about it mm -hmm. and like literally i could be set off like that yeah, but I think that, like you said, like that's the kind of player you are, though, and that's why you're so passionate about like making making things happen out on the field, and you know what I mean, like making those plays and making those like dirty hustle plays. Like that doesn't happen without you being like super emotional and like it be meaning everything to like you. A psycho? <laughs> no, but like in the best way, right? Like you need that, and like like you said, and this is what I was gonna say about your leadership qualities is like not everybody has to be a vocal leader, like we most teams need somebody who's going to go out there and just like put their head down, do the dirty work. And like, people are going to look around and be like, wow, I'm not doing that. I should probably start because Allie's crushing it. She's doing everything. And I'm standing over here and I'm not doing much to add to my team's like 
chemistry or add to my team's success in any sort of way. So like, I gotta be doing what she's doing. And then, and that's what you see. Like you see so many people following your example and that's why you were a great captain at Starting Thanks. I like, <laughs> loves being a captain. Yeah. Like being able to learn from like you and your class and then like be captain with Taryn and like kind of see a little bit of you and her and like <laughs> I'm like oh my god full circle um but it was just it's just cool because like you said every leader is different like yeah. I got to be I get to I got to watch you lead and then I got to be a leader with Mac and Carrie and Carly and like they were all like very similar as like no one had a voice mm -hmm. and when they did have a, have a voice it was like an emotional rant and I'm like okay we need to yeah but that that was that year where we like struggling yeah. a little bit yeah and find that at the end we kind of got ourselves together and like figured it out but and I think what you guys ended up doing there was that you all found like your strength in being captains and yeah. they like played into it and, like when you put that all together which I think is what's great about Stony Brook too is that there's like four or five captains every year so like using like you said like one's a work by example one's a, a vocal one's a like sideline guy like what stuff like that and like when you put it all together it's like that's what's gonna you know, those are your leaders. And we're all brand new captains. Like usually you have yeah. like a captain that like is like has been there before and like all the other captains fall. Mm -hmm. We were all right now. So like no one knew. Yeah, and that's gonna take a season, yeah. which is great. And like whatever, like let's peak at the end, right? If we're gonna peak anywhere, um, let's peak in May. So yeah, I think that's definitely something like young listeners can think about too, is like whether you're a leader or not on a team, like whether you're named a captain or not on a team, I think that's something to strive for is like leading by example. Yeah. Or just like being the one who shows up early or being the one who stays after and gets extra reps, being the one that like you still do this or worried about getting to the field on time. Like not everybody's like that. No, but that's I because know. because you're used to yeah. like you want to be there at the right time. You want to make sure that you're ready so that you're prepared so that whoever's following in your example is doing the same. Yeah. You know, and that's just kind of like your leadership to it. I know it sounds funny, but it's like that's exactly what it is. It's just like so yeah, it's, it's, exactly. It's ingrained in you. And that's like why you are the player that you are, because, you know, those leadership qualities kind of turn over to that. Um, so what do you think, like, and I think a lot of inspiration comes from like people around you and everything like that. But what do you, who do you think are some mentors or like maybe like pro athletes or things that you've followed in your journey that have like, um, you know, kind of inspired your leadership qualities or things that you've kind of taken out of that? Maybe it's, books that you've read or documentaries you've watched or things like that? I remember watching a documentary on the, was it the 98 soccer team that won it all? 99. 99. Mm -hmm. um, and I was always a big Mia Hamm fan. Like always, always loved her. Like if I could meet one professional athlete, it'd be her. And like, I'm obsessed with her. So Mia, if you're watching I'll let her know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my God, is it? <laughs> I don't know. Definitely We're going to get her off our ass. You think I have Mia Ham's phone number? I don't know. You meet some cool people. <laughs> um, Mia, if you're out there. If you're subscribed to this your watch, digits. <laughs> please come on. We'd love to have you. Kylie would love to have you. We would love to have you. <laughs> waiting. Anyways, now I'm a co-host. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> now I'm your manager. Okay. Okay, yes. <laughs> Me and him. Um, and what really, like, I was little watching this. Mm -hmm. And it would, like, there was, like, a group of them on the field, like, sitting. And they're older. So this came out, like, after that, after they won it all. And they would, like, reflect back on, like, 
their journey and like watching it like and it would like show clips and stuff and Mia was like getting a lot of the attention like she'd be in press conferences and like get like signing autographs and stuff which is like really cool but she as in like older like years past and like reflecting on it she got emotional talking to her teammates about like missing out on like the team stuff that was going on on the bus and in the locker room and she was like doing all like the press stuff and she's like I miss out on those memories and like just seeing her priorities was like really cool and like she's a team first player yeah. no matter how much publicity she's getting yeah like she was like always in the background mind. she's like I wish I was with my team right now and like Not I was doing this with my team press conferences. yeah yeah I thought that was really cool I'm like wow that's a really special thing I've never like seen that or heard that that's really cool I love that mm-hmm. um love her love her also if you're listening Mia we love you <laughs> cough cough you just shaped my whole childhood and like the person I am today I mean this translate this like transitions us perfectly because I mean you're talking about the U.S. soccer team obviously with Mia Hamm and um you know obviously you're a training team member on Team USA and that was that's the one thing that you want to chase in this next year is making that World Cup roster and I'm right alongside you with that which is again full circle moment really special we're teammates again um but I mean what does it mean for you like to wear that Team USA jersey and all that? I mean, <laughs> so much. Everything. Um, when I wear it, like, when we, like, are playing games and stuff, and I don't care, I could wear that literally, that jersey, I could wear it every single day of my life, <laughs> and I hear the national anthem, I will still get emotional. Yeah. Just because it it's so much more than myself in that moment, so much more than lacrosse. It's, like, advocating for women's sports all over the world, like, inspiring like the next generation and everything and like representing a whole country Mm -hmm. what's cooler than that yeah and I think like just to go back to what you're talking about like obviously it's been something that has been a dream of yours forever when you grow up watching me am right and um to be able to do it in a sport that like that we're just so passionate about that's given us so many opportunities is also really really special too and I love that you mentioned like the national anthem moment too because you and I were talking about that um on our drive home from the last training camp you're driving home and they sent us a like a google drive of all of our pictures from the weekend and stuff like that and there was a picture of every single player during the national anthem and like you know um hand on the heart and other hand on you know your teammate's shoulder and just like whatever was going on in your head in that moment like you saw yourself like and you looked at me and you go i've literally always wanted a picture of myself like this and like I looked at you, I was like, yes, same, like, you know, because you always, there, there have been a lot of national anthems, you know, like, that you played, like, that have played before games, and I don't know about you, but, like, I can't stop my feet from moving, because I just get the jitters, and I, like, I was literally just going to say, the whole time, I just stand up and show you, please do, so it's like, you know, like, the national anthem, it's like, oh my god, I'm, like, drawing a blank, mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally go with the beat with my knees, yeah, <laughs> like, the whole time, the whole time, 100%, my feet are doing in the same thing. I, and then my heart's like, <laughs> and I'm like, mm. but that's besides that. Um, but but yeah. I mean, in the best way. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it would happen before Stony Brook games, but I think like, like you said, right, like when you're wearing the uniform and you're wearing the flag on your arm, like the flag is, is blowing in the wind and you're doing it alongside everybody who's also representing the country. It's, um, it's the most special thing in the world. So it's so cool. Yeah. I definitely wanted to bring that up, but I'm, I'm just excited to, to continue this journey with you. Um, over the next year, whatever ends up happening, it's really cool to be able to to see you out there on the field together and like have some of those moments together, like and just uh, 
whether it's, you know, a pass to a goal or whether it's just like having a good little moment, like the Towson game, like over the shoulder moment or which we, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but I think it was the fall classic like two years ago. Mm -hmm. We were playing Canada. Yep. And I picked up a pass, sprinted down the field. 100 yard sprint. Yep. This is becoming a theme. It really it's is. It's 100 yard dash. <laughs> like, pass to like Sam Puzo. Yeah. You made like a sick, like, diving, cold catch. I don't even remember that, but I, I do remember your celebration again. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. yeah like, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. You came up and I like fell on the ground to score because, you know, apparently that's all I do these days. But um, you came over and you literally wrapped my arm up. You picked me up and you were like, just hugged me. And I was I know, like, what is going on? So excited. <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna, we get to have more of those moments, which yeah. is really, really special. All right. Um, we're getting to the end of this episode here, but tell me a little bit about Allie off the field. Throwing you for a loop here, I added this in. But Allie off the field, your dog mom. Yeah. What are some of your hobbies? What do you like to do outside of sports? Well, like you said, I'm a, I'm a mother um, <laughs> to a four-legged friend. His name is Rocky. He's a boxer. He's over, he's a year and a half old. He takes up most of my time when I'm not playing lacrosse. Um, but other things that I like to do, um, I like to surf. I haven't done any surfing this summer, though, because mm -hmm. the has been, like, so crazy. But last year was, like, the most I've ever gone. And, like, I've been doing it, like, I went to a camp for, like, an eighth grade. And like I wasn't so serious about it. I hadn't seen foam boards since like eighth grade to like last summer because I finally like made my first big big girl purchase and like bought a board. And like I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. It's so thrilling. Like it takes like it's like boring, but like when you're out there and like it's frustrating at times and then you catch a wave and you're like, holy crap, like let's keep going. Everything's worth you it. You just like chase that. And then all of a sudden you're out there for hours. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, three hours have gone by and my hands are literally we, look, we just found more um, more things we could do together because we don't spend enough time together. Yeah. Okay. Six hour drives home from Maryland. <laughs> the last three weeks straight. Those are my favorite drives. <laughs> we just blast big booty mixes. <laughs> we see how, much, how many big booty mixes we can get in while we're sitting in traffic, and that's how we measure time. Yeah. Because they're usually around an hour long. So, so like, we do like three or four times. <laughs> Then we started listening to those weird remixes. <laughs> <laughs> the closer we got to home, the weirder the music got. Please don't bring that. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, we're going to go into our inspiration piece here. So one piece of advice that somebody like someone who's a mentor in your life um, has given you or something that they've said that will always stick with you. I mean, it's really cliche mm -hmm. and like you hear it all the time. But like the like work hard beats talent and talent doesn't work hard yeah. kind of thing. That is literally me. Mm -hmm. I'm not the most skilled, I know that. So like my left hand is needs some work. So like tune that bad boy up. But um <laughs> can help you there. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Lefty over here. Yeah. Um This is I'm married to the lefty. Oh here. sorry. <laughs> Would it still be Mrs. Miss, Miss Lefty? Yeah. Right? Wouldn't Mrs. be Mrs. Kennedy? Miss Kennedy? Yeah. But when I think of Your Ms. mom is Mrs. Kennedy. You're Miss Kennedy. Whatever. Okay. We'll save this for off air. <laughs> Miss? Where did I have to tell you about yesterday? That the, the White House was in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that was it. I still so confused by that whole thing. Okay, we got some, some work to do after this. But anyway. Pull out a map. Um, <laughs> like a 
You're telling me that the White House is in Maryland? It's, it's always, literally 35 minutes from where we're sitting. It's always been in Maryland? Yes. It's in Washington, D.C., which is like Virginia. Washington, D.C., not the state of Washington. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> we'll continue this off off pod, yes, but. Because I don't want to embarrass myself anymore. <laughs> this geography will work on our like I bet pronouns people will be like taking something away from the conversation because <laughs> i can't be alone here. okay so yes. the hard work beats talent yeah because i feel like i pride myself on hustle plays i feel mm-hmm. like that's been like the like the thing of this episode is like going back to like to hustle plays and like knowing that good things happen when you work hard yeah like you find that balls bounce your way or you know what I mean? Like, and I remember another little last story. Oh, this past year, my fifth year, um, I struggled in the beginning. And who do I reach out to? Mrs. Miss Mrs. <laughs> Miss Lefty and Mrs. Omo. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's literally just call me Kylie. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is incredible. I can't check the tape because <laughs> no, I just messed it up. It's okay. It's just miss miss. If you're not, I reached out to Kylie, <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, "What do I do?" Like, because there was so much pressure that I put on myself with like being named like preseason player of the year and like all these things, and like I felt like I had a hype to live up to. And I wasn't reaching it in like the three games that we had in the beginning. And I was like getting on myself and you're like, just do what you do best. And I was like, you're right. Like I'm trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. And I need to simplify my game of like, what do I do the best? I work my butt off in between the thirties. And even I've noticed and like other people have noticed about my game. Like when those, when those plays like fall for me and like I do well, like both defense and offense sides, like, work out for me as well. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm killing it on the draw and like in transition, next thing you know, I make a stop on defense and then it turns into offense and the next offensive play, like my dodges are going better. So it's just like that whole like sticking to what you know and what I know is like work hard and make the hustle plays. Mm-hmm. Not always like I'm never gonna score in like the coolest way. I, I did have one behind the back assist this year. I was on the call for that one, and I, I actually got um, a little bit of some hate from some people on social media because my voice sounded like this, like very just monotone. Yeah. People were like, oh, she probably sound a little bit more excited. I was like, I actually expect that out of Alex. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, um, <laughs> only the second BTB I've ever thrown in a game before. So. No, it was sick, and I was so proud. I was on the booth. I was like, oh, she's, she's been working on that one. I've been seeing it the last six years. She's been working on it. And there it is. And it was sick. Yeah, it was like just that stuff of like hard work. Yeah. And I think that that's that's your your brand, right? And that's like what you should and that kind of takes me to my next question, like of one piece of like wisdom that you would give maybe a little girl or somebody that's looking up to you as a role model, like what's that piece of wisdom or what's that like what do you want them to get from your social media or how you can carry yourself on the field, off the field, like all that kind of stuff. Like, what do you want them to take away from you? Obviously, like hard work, mm-hmm. it does pay off. And, and it's not, said. yeah. And it's not, and like learning from myself, it's not instant success. Yeah. 
it takes time and like being a good teammate and buying into the role that you have on each team mm -hmm. like it prepares you for when it's your time yeah. like really putting your head down doing the things you need to do while also celebrating everyone else's success around you like it sets you up for the best like good things will happen yeah just that like the little things are what makes like make it all worth it yeah yeah I think I love what you just said too, celebrating everybody's little successes. That's huge. I mean, like people ask me all the time, like how, like everyone always talks about like, how do you be a good leader? How do you be a good teammate? It's like that, right? Like celebrate people's little successes. Like going back to what you just said today, we had practice this morning for like an hour and a half. And like, again, Kayla Trainer came over to me and now me and her have been friends for a couple of years now. Um, but like she came over to me and she just like kind of looked at me and gave me like this high five. And she was just like, like just a, a look of like, yeah, let's do this. And like, great practice today kind of thing. No words again, but like, again, just like, that's a little success for me that I'm gonna like put in the in my little piggy bank, you know, and think about like when I need it, you know? And that's something that all of us can do for each other in different teamwork set, like scenarios. Um, all right, so we have two questions from our KO17 lacrosse fam <laughs> out here listening. They really ask, yeah. ask these questions? These ask, they ask these questions directly to you. Are you nervous? Are you ready? I'm excited. I'm happy to okay. want to know about me. Why do you wear number 30? Oh, wait, check this out. Did you know I wear this? Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> it's a number 30 necklace. Um, It's actually my dad's. Really? Yeah. He, so it's not a sob story, but my uncle is my dad's oldest brother. He passed away when I was in ninth grade. Um, and he wore number 30 in basketball. Like my dad, his whole like family played basketball. Mm -hmm. He went to college in basketball. Um, and he wore number 30. So my dad, like looking up to his older brother, wore number 30. And then me looking up to my dad and my siblings, like my sister wore number 30 mm -hmm. um, all the way up. It's actually a funny story. My sister wore number 30 from middle school to high school. And then in college, she wore number one because my brother wore number one from middle school to like college and then in college she wore number 30. So like they flip flops. They flip flops. Really cool. But I've been uh, number 30 my whole life, so. Yes, you have. Except now. I'm number 42. Number 42 in the pro league. Yeah. I'm number, number 70. I'm number 71, so let's get it. Number 30 at heart though. So yeah, it's a family number. Love it. I relate to that, I love that. That's really awesome. Um, what's your favorite goal that you've ever scored or play that you've ever made? This is a tough one. Only one. Only one. Only one. I'm being strict. Mrs. Kylie over here being strict. I'm sorry. Is that right? No. We'll we'll do this later. <laughs> Wait, I really am like drawing blank. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna change this question. Your favorite play or favorite goal that you scored after starting break? Um, TVSA or pro or anything like that or in a training camp. There's gonna be like very few. That's not true. Or in between, I feel like they do. There's this cool one. It's not mm -hmm. my favorite though, but like I feel like all my favorite goals, like not that they not all my favorite goals happen at Sony Earth, but like it's just a different like yeah vibe. Maybe I mean, that is different. Mm -hmm. Um, but. Katie Schwartzman, 
house, house, chaos, yeah. Now, um, shot a preposition, hit the pipe. I caught it. I remember that one. That was cool. That was an exciting one. That was like a big momentum one, right? I think so. It was yeah. against Canada too. Yeah, I think it was like really close at that point. Which is always awesome to play against another country. Yeah, so sick. Um, okay, and then at Stony Brook. Okay, at Stony Brook. I think like it's got to be like a home game. Home game, of course. Because Kenny P. We got the gold song in the background. Yeah, that's what talk about. <laughs> Injecting straight adrenaline. Okay, I'm, I'm exiting this question. Okay. Why is that your goal song? Oh, okay, explain to the people. Um, okay, so Jump Around by House of Pain is my goal song. Was my goal song. Um, for all five years, by the way. Feel that? Uh, love that for me. <laughs> um, because when I was picking it as like a young freshman, I'm like, okay, I don't want to do a song that's like like cool right now because I feel like mm-hmm. it'll go out of style. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to do a song that's already been used. And I don't want to do a song that I'm gonna get sick of. Like I'm gonna do a song that like is cool, like <laughs> different. And my uncle, my mom's side, my dad. Oh my god, my mom's brother, as I just said, is my on my mom's side. My brain is starting to fry up. I see that we're almost um, done. <laughs> was like, why don't you jump around? And I'm like, yeah, let me listen to it. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And at first, I submitted it as like the part where it's like jump around, like mm-hmm. the chorus. And then coach doesn't know this, but he had a very vital role of like the beginning of the song. He was like, oh, what's your goal song? And I was like, oh, jump around. He's like, that's so cool. And Greg's like, I've never heard that song before. And he's like, you know, the song's like, bam, 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 and then played like, and like, did it like that. And I'm like, I need to change it. I need to change it. He didn't even sing like the chorus. I'm like, I need to change it to that, that part. Yeah. The beginning. And then. The rest of history. Maybe. So thank you, Just Believe. Yes. <laughs> Another thing I can thank him for. Yes. Like, Most incredible. <laughs> he really is. But yeah, I don't think I've ever told that. Well, I hope he listens to this. Uh, <laughs> okay. So we always end uh, Dream On podcast with a segment we like to call Quick Finishes. Um, just like in the cross, quick little finishes. Um, and I'm just going to rattle off some random little questions just to get to know you better. And you're going to. Rapid fire your answers right back. Okay. You ready? Uh-huh. Pizza or tacos? Tacos. Good answer. Thank you. Go-to cheat meal. Um, some sort of breakfast food like waffles or pancakes. Ooh, like that. At any point of the day, right? Any I can literally eat breakfast food all day every Same. day. I ate waffles for dinner last night. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> One band or artist that you'd want to see in concert right now. Adele. Hands down Adele. Wow. What song? Um I wait for her to come out with the new. What the most recent album she dropped? I was in like tenth grade. The first time I listened to "Hello," I cried. <laughs> so "Hello," yeah, you would cry in person right now. Oh my god, I went. Oh yeah, I saw a Sam Smith in concert and I cried hearing his his voice. So I can only imagine what Adele would do tonight. Wow! So I love her. Okay, mountains or beach? Beach. Easy. If you didn't play lacrosse, what sport would you play professionally? Um, I have to say soccer because I played soccer, but like. If I could like be really good at it, yeah, I'd probably gymnastics. Ooh, that's a fun one. I got the legs for it. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. I'd be a really tall gymnast because they're all like four eleven. That's true, and we're what? What like, are you? Two, three fourths. <laughs> two and three fourths. Not nice. like a solid just... side three. Okay, like almost there. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. All right, cool. Um, spirit animal. A lioness. Ooh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like the because no, they're like the hunters. Okay. They hunt. They like, hunt. The lions are just lazy. Yes. You know, like they're like fierce. Love that. Okay. Yeah, myself. <laughs> Favorite place that you travel to? Uh, Costa Rica. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Very nice. And then last but not least, one thing on your bucket list. Run a marathon. Really? Run the New York City marathon. The New York City one. Because I always feel like if I'm on my deathbed and I'm going to have one regret, it's going to be not like using my youth to my ability. And I feel like running a marathon is something really cool. Okay. Do you see yourself doing that anytime, like within the next couple of years or like when you're done playing lacrosse? When I'm done playing lacrosse. Cool. I'm, I probably won't train for it. I'm probably just going to just go run, walk, run, walk, and then do it yeah. and say that I ran a marathon. Nice. All 26. All 26.2 miles. Wait, too. It's a lot. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. It's okay. You're probably going to get that many miles on your legs this weekend, so. Yeah, like, when I tell people that, they're like, yeah, you do that in, like, a week. I'm like, no, but, like, that's, like, stopping sprinting. And like, yeah. I can just do it. I don't know if I could straight run it. You can. I believe in you. So if you ever want to run a marathon. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll come with you. Yeah. I'm not going to put it on uh, recording, though, because then. Cause then it'll be people like holding. Hold You'll it. hold me to it pretty much. I'll bring it up. No, like <laughs> you want to do it. You want to do it. <laughs> I won't do it, and then if you don't do it, like make fun of you for not doing it, and like always hold it against you. Like, wow, that's so nice of you. See, okay. Um, I know this was a f- super fun episode, which I was expecting it to be. I hope everybody listening um, also had some fun listening to us. Obviously, we have a special bond from Stony Brook, and obviously we get along really well, and a lot of similarities, a lot of commonalities. Um, and taking them into like the professional league and, and getting to play lacrosse at the highest level together. Um, we obviously have a ton of fun doing it. So just grateful for, for that and grateful that you're here with me um, to do it. And just really, really special thing is that we're both here representing Stony Brook and we're the only two. Which um, is crazy. Which is awesome. You know, it's really, really cool to be able to say like, I love being able to say like, yeah, I mean, I'll with Stony Brook, you know? So, um, obviously we have a ton of pride in that program and our years there and forever will be ain't no mountain high enough and stuck in our heads. And we'll probably listen to it when we wrap this, this podcast episode, but Ali, I just want to say thank you for, for coming on and hanging out with our KO 17 fam and being vulnerable about your journey and everything that goes on between the lines and between the, between the ears too. Um, cause I think it's really important for young listeners and especially young lacrosse players who look up to you and see the stardom. Um, to hear all that goes on for it. So um, special shout out to, you know, Ali Kennedy's family, rock stars out there. Special shout out to our, our wolves. Let's go boys. Yep. Wolves up. Um, and yeah, thank you for being here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Woo. All right. Thank you guys. We'll see you guys at the, on the next episode.